murder missions. Yes, I'm sticking with that. I know you hated that, <laughs> but I was sticking with it. I am your host, Jay Maverick, and we have my lovely co-host, aka my mother. Hey! Yo, and welcome to Music to Die For. So I'm ready to die. Oh, no. No. to be ready for that. Okay. I'm ready to hear the story. Oh, okay. You're ready to hear the story. No, please don't be ready to die. Um, anyways, so this week we're covering, of course, another musician. Haven't been able to get a musician who's committed the murder yet. So this one is unfortunately one who got murdered. So we're going to talk about victim and musician Damon Irvin. Damon was one of eight victims suspected to have been the targets of alleged serial killer Perez Reed. So much like last episode, we're going to take you on a journey. <laughs> whoop, whoop. This will take place in Kansas and Missouri. And get this, this is pretty recent. It happened um, in the start of September 12th of 2021. And ended October 29th of 2021. So this... How do you become a serial killer during a pandemic? That's just rude. You know, but also... Serial killers don't happen often. And this case is actually currently still going on. We'll get more into that, but... This is... Fresh. That sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) It did sound weird. So as I mentioned... They had the nerve to commit murder. What if you wanted to murder somebody and it's the pandemic? Couldn't you just wait? Oh, that was wrong. That wasn't politically correct. <laughs> Look, this is a podcast that's not about being politically politically correct. Okay. Um, first off, though, let me mention too. Uh, this is all allegedly. He has not been charged of these crimes yet. Well, he's been charged, but he hasn't been convicted of these crimes yet. So when I speak about the victims and things like that, it's allegedly. Perez Reed uh, is the murderer. He allegedly... Alleged murderer. Say this, alleged murderer. I'm going to say allegedly five more times. Allegedly, <laughs> before we get started, because I don't want to hear any complaints. He didn't do it. This is all allegedly. So we don't know if he didn't do it. (laughs) Allegedly, he did. He allegedly is in jail right now. So there he is in jail. jail. Um, Okay, good. There are eight victims, with the possibility of Mm -hmm. more, uh, which is crazy. So thankfully, though, he was arrested in November of 2021. So they did catch him. Uh, Although he wasn't arrested for the murders, he was actually arrested on a federal's weapon charge, and that was linked to the homicides. So let's get in to the victims. Like I said, there are eight, possibly more victims, but we're going to cover eight victims. And the age ranges from as young as 16 to up to the age of 49. Most of the the victims were women. (laughs) Most victims were women, some were sex workers, and some of his victims were also part of the transgender community. So the question of a hate crime is, is there. Um, but although 
We don't really know. No, I mean, you killed all women, including a 16-year-old well, girl. Well, it's not you, all. You, I said most his victims were women. I was going to say, because you were into hatred anyway. Like, yeah. You hate yourself, so that be hate crime? Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. Let's get into the first victim, which happened on September 12th of 2021. No name was released, but the initials that were released in the papers were L.M., so LM, <laughs> he was shot, shot multiple times in the chest, but he didn't die. He survived. Unfortunately, though, that survival, he was left with a permanent disability. So it's not like something good came out of that. And I will note that this happened in St. Louis County. That's in Missouri. Um, you will notice that majority of these victims are in St. Louis County. But as I mentioned earlier, this happens in Missouri and Kansas. So we're traveling. Uh, in fact, I used to live in St. Louis. I bet you didn't know that about your own mother. <laughs> Why you put me on blast? Because <laughs> <laughs> you frowning like, I didn't know that. Because I didn't. Anyways, <laughs> St. Louis County is located in the eastern portion of Missouri, and there are over 1 million people in that county, which makes it the most popular county in Missouri. So, I was going to say something really bad, but <laughs> let me stop myself. We're going to go to a day later for the next victim on September 13th, where Perez allegedly strikes again. This first victim, well, I guess technically second, but the first victim to have died by him um, was actually his youngest. Her name was Marnay Haynes, and she was just 16 when her life was snatched from her. She was shot. I love her name, though. I know, right? I was like, Marnay Haynes. Somebody knew that. It's a beautiful name. Someone did. Well, I know, but they can't use it. Anyways, they can. Anyways, she was shot in St. Louis County. And now, I know I've mentioned St. Louis County earlier. There's an interesting thing about St. Louis County. They have this thing called Shot Spotter, and I had never heard of that before, so I had to look into it. Um, Shot Spotter is a system that the county uses to help the police. It has microphones placed over the city, and if the sound of gunfire is picked up, it alerts law enforcement and allows them to go to that direct location of where the sound came from. So that's actually how Marnay was found. Huh? That's a horrible city. If you need to have something, microphones all over your city, something's wrong with your city. Yeah, but that's how Marnay was found. So if your city's got an issue, this is the way you fix it. You know, like, if, if shooting's going to keep happening, this is the best way to at least find the person. So that's how Marnay was found was because of this. Like, the okay. shots were heard, they pulled the records, and that's, where, that's how she was found. Um, so we're going to move on. To the next victim. We're going to go through these victim lists semi-quickly because there's a lot. Um, so victim three, a name couldn't be found once again, but the initials were found. So we're calling victim number three, RH. Uh, RH was shot in the face, but she actually managed to escape and walk to a gas station to get help. But her injuries were so severe that she couldn't talk. But the cops did do some actual police work and followed the blood trails to the location of the shooting. And this happened on September 16th, which is three days after 
um, Marnay Haynes was found, okay? So, he's moving quickly, allegedly. <laughs> he, he de-escalated relatively quickly. Not de-escalated, escalated. <laughs> oh, escalated, yes. <laughs> I was trying to de-escalate him, but he's already done. He's already okay. escalated. Okay, so on that same day, though, what's crazy is he actually strikes again, allegedly. And this is actually the oldest victim of being 49. She was shot just like the other victims. Her name was Pamela. And not much was to be found on her. But interesting fact is that RH and Pamela were found a half mile apart. So. So he's in he, the same neighborhood yeah, just killing folks this, all over town. Yes. So just randomly, really, really. I want this random. Uh, so we started on September 12th and now we're going to go to September 19th, which we're going to be on victim five. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance for this because I saw different names for this victim as either being Casey Ross or Carrie Ross. So we're just going to say Ross. So Ross was victim number five. He would be the first male victim that Reed allegedly killed. He was also found in St. Louis County like the others. Um, he was found lying down in the vacant lots, and according to the dried blood, he had been there for at least a day. They pulled the shot spotter records and detected that the gunshots were there. That's how he was found, once again. Um, I don't... I get shot spotter, but I don't get how in real time it works, because if he was there at least a day, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's supposed to be real time, right? But he was there at least a day before he was found, but records were pulled from shot spotters. So that I'm a bit confused about because they should have found him quicker. Right? Because they found Marnay Hayes pretty dang quickly. It's depending. One block over in a new area, it could be an ultra-violent area that they don't, that doesn't cause them to have as much um, urgency when they go to a place. So I'm correct. That close. is a problem. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Um, so after this, though, there was a bit of a cooling down period for a week. Uh, but unfortunately, that cooling down period didn't stop because on September 26th, we have victim number six. Like, six victims in a matter of 14 days, two weeks, six victims. That's wow. literally a victim, like, how many victims I just say? Six victims in two weeks? It's like, what, every other day you're killing somebody? Or, yeah, atta- or attacking much. someone? Yeah. Like, so. You went into a full time job. You, you <laughs> cleaned up and went back to work the next day. But really, Pretty it's much. like, you're just moving quickly. So, September 26th. Lester Robinson was found after being shot in the head and in the hand. He was 40 years Lester. old. <laughs> he of course, was, Lester was. <laughs> and he was found in Ferguson. So Ferguson, I couldn't figure out the exact distance from that, from St. Louis County, but it seems that this is his alleged journey to Kansas City or to Kansas to commit the rest of this, these murders. So this is the first time that he's stepped out of St. Louis County. Uh, so that was on September 26th. On October 28th, so a whole month later, 
Perez arrived by a train at 9.40 p.m. He arrived in Kansas. At 11.15 p.m., he is seen entering the, an apartment building. That's 11.15 p.m. on October 28th. On October 29th, he is seen leaving that apartment complex around 6 a.m. All right. This apartment building is the same one that 35-year-old Damon Irvin lived at. Damon Irvin is one of the main focus of our victims. He was the musician. Damon was found on November 1st in his apartment. He was a beautiful singer. I actually heard him singing on some video research. And he loved R&B and soul. And he was a college graduate on top of that. And he got a scholarship to sing in an opera in Germany. Yeah, so he... It's always sad, of course, when someone dies, but like when some. What was that? (laughs) No, go. No, something just something just played. It's always sad when someone dies. Okay, it's always sad when someone dies, but it's like for me, it's even more sad when like the talent has to disappear as well. Like I agree. It's it's almost like. They just didn't get to the chance to live to their fullest potential. And that's for any of the victims, you know, but it's just sadder when it's like someone who's just so full of talent, like a scholarship to do opera in Germany. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> like, didn't even know you could have the opportunity. Because you wouldn't have an opportunity to do that, Jay. So that's okay. probably why you didn't know. That's, that's hurtful. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to let that slide. Uh, it's Aquarius season, so, you know, whatever. Anyways, he was an attractive young black man who was just truthfully taken too soon. But let's get back to the story. Remember how I said that Perez was spotted entering the complex on November 28th at 9.40 p.m.? And then he was spotted leaving, or at 11.15 p.m., sorry. And he was spotted leaving the next morning on October 29th. So October 29th was actually the day that Damon was killed. He was found the 20, or the November 1st. Also, (laughs) on October 29th, he committed, wait, yeah, he committed another murder. In the same complex. No! Two, one day, same complex? Yes. Raul Deja Ferros was found in her apartment. She was just 25 and murdered right after Damon. Interestingly enough, she knew Perez. They knew each other. She supposedly sold him drugs. Yes. She supposedly sold him like, drugs. Like drugs, like it marijuana or drugs. It doesn't mean it's just still an ongoing case. So there's, it's hard to find a lot of actual evidence out there, which is why I'm not presenting evidence and just like facts because so it's- allegedly she sold him drugs. I said supposedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I couldn't confirm if that existed or not, because like I said, 
nothing was released by the police, but I listened to some podcasts about this. There's only two, three episodes about this. I listened to them and they all say it. So there's got to be some sort of truth about it because they did legitimately know each other, which this is kind of where the conspiracy comes in for me. And then I'm going to go even further into that because there's supposedly a ninth victim which I only heard about on one podcast, so I don't want to say this is true or not. I don't know if it's true or not, but his name was Stephen D. Johnson. He was found so shot. And, he? he was found shot and killed in his apartment. He was found in his closet. He was reported missing in early November by his sister and aunts could not find the exact date on which that was, but he was found November 8th, okay? And for me, this is where that line gets skewed, and it might not seem like November 8th is a big deal to you, but Perez was in jail November 5th. And I know a body can be killed before you go to jail. It doesn't specify how long his body was there for or any of that stuff. It doesn't say how decomposed the body was. It just seems weird that he was found so long after if he did kill him that long when all his victims were found in a pretty decent amount of time, like within a day. And then you're saying... Wow, that also wouldn't make much sense because if the family did a welfare check, why wouldn't they go over to the house and check the house? And so the, the body would have been decomposed and smelling if yeah, it was there. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. Okay. <clears throat> but so for me, that being his ninth victim makes absolutely zero sense. So I cannot confirm nor deny whether Stephen died by the hands of allegedly of Perez Reed. Um that sounds like trying to put everything together to wrap everything up so you don't have to do any other work. Yes. Uh, it was That was just weird to me. But that is actually the end of the first part of episode one. <laughs> no, I'm still excited. I want to know what's going on. With you. <laughs> You'll know more, but it's going to have to wait till next week. Uh, I wanted to get through the victims today. And next week, we're going to get into how he got caught and also his nickname, the conspiracy behind it, because, you know, I have more of a conspiracy to talk about. So what I have to wait a week. Yeah. Oh, Jay, that's not good. That's not good. OK. I need to know. OK. Well, unfortunately, we don't always get what we want. Right. That's what you taught me. OK. <laughs> oh, I kind of did, didn't I? Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> Oh, I don't like this whole tape. <laughs> okay, so tune in next week. Thank you for listening to part one of Damon Irvin for Music to Die For. I am Jay Maverick, and this is my mama, and we out. I am mom. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Music to Die For. See you next week.